0: Blue Wire.
1: Touchdown pass, 540 4 0 in the 5-0-4. Jackson checks it himself, looking at him.
0: Welcome to another episode of the My Sports Update Football Podcast. I am your host, Ari Merov. You know, I mentioned this last week that we keep on getting some good news about what's going on in the country, and now as we wrap up the month of May... We continue to get good news in regards to having sports back. We're now having discussions about how the NBA and the MLB are making their plans to return. And all that is great news for the NFL as they get to see what those leagues do during these times and then they try to implement all of the good ...into the football season, which of course is scheduled to start in the fall. Speaking of having football in the fall, on this week's episode we have another special guest. It is someone who you listen to every single Sunday during the football season. It is the one and only Scott Hansen of the NFL Red Zone... I had a great conversation with him about all the work that goes into making Red Zone so great, how he got the gig in the first place, how stressful it can be, and much, much more. Before we go to Scott, a quick word from our exclusive sponsor, BetOnline.ag. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. NASCAR is back, and BetOnline has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events twenty four seven or you can participate in a ten thousand dollar Madden bracket challenge. And live right now on Ben Online YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they are calling the final dance. Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action that they have going on over there. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. All right, so now here is my discussion with Scott Hanson. I'm sure most of you have watched Red Zone. It's been on for 11 years now. It is how I watch my football on Sundays. I think Scott does a great job at it. And just listening to Scott's voice during this entire conversation will make you miss football so much. So here it is, my full discussion with Scott Hansen. Alrighty, joining me now here on the My Sports Update football podcast, he is an NFL Network host and the host of the NFL Red Zone channel, Mr. Every Touchdown from Every Game. It is Scott Hansen. What's going on, Scott? How are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing well, man. All things considered. Good to be with you, Ari.
0: I appreciate you coming on. Let's get right into it because for years now, I've been using Red Zone every single Sunday and I think it's safe to say that every sports fan in the world right now could sit back. And watch Red Zone right now with Scott Hansen behind the desk.
1: So <laughs> well, I appreciate it, my man.
0: So I wanna go back to when this all started because you were already at NFL Network before Red Zone began. But how did they choose you to be the guy? Did you approach them? Did they approach you? Was there an audition? How did Scott Hansen get the gig to call every touchdown from every game on Sundays?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, it's it's a blessing to be sitting in the captain's chair for the show that people tell me all the time has changed the way they watch football. And uh, look, I'm a football junkie. I think people can watch the show can tell that as well. If I wasn't hosting the channel, I'd be watching it myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's as fun for me to host as it is from, you know, for people to watch and to answer your question specifically, I had heard in the summer of 2009 that the NFL was going to start. NFL Red Zone and, you know, the concept and everything. And I I was like, this thing is going to be huge. I've absolutely thought if it was done well, this would be huge. And the reason I thought that is I was a roving reporter, if you will, for NFL Network prior to becoming NFL Red Zone host. And when I was the roving reporter, I would fly to Foxborough for the Patriots Jets game Mm -hmm. Sunday at one o'clock. And I'd be up in the press box watching the Jets and the Patriots play on the field at Gillette, but I'd have my laptop open and I'd be elbowing the, the the writers and the TV guys to the left of me and the right of me, saying, "Oh oh oh, hey, Adrian Peterson's over 100 yards in the first half in Minnesota. Oh oh oh, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is is having an amazing game. Whatever, whatever the story was, somewhere else. And so I was even." captivated by the game that was right in front of me I was always interested in what was going on elsewhere in the NFL and I always wanted to talk about it share it as it was going on in real time so I guess my my own passions married pretty well with what the the channel was going to de- demand out of its host so I called up one of the executives at NFL Network I said hey is it true that we're starting NFL Red Zone he said yep I said uh who do you got to host it? He's like, well, we're looking at a handful of people. And I said, is my name on the list?
0: He said, yep.
1: I said, I want it. So they did a, a, uh, an audition with a handful of people. And the audition was interesting because stamina and, and ad lib uh, power over seven hours are two of the things that are really required out of that role. And so the audition for, for television, a typical audition, is 10 minutes long yeah. they put you up on the set they have you talk read the teleprompter do some crosstalk with a co-host they want to see how you look and how you sound 10 minutes usually for nfl red zone the audition was five hours wow they they used a week of games from the season prior again this is like in june when i'm auditioning so there's nothing going on on game fields. so they took like nine games from a week, a random week from the season before, queued them all up to the kickoff and said, talk. And (laughs) for five hours, we did it with multiple games. And I I was flop sweating right through my suit, trying to keep up with everything. I had no idea how it looked or how it sounded afterwards. I was like, I don't know if I nailed that or if I just embarrassed myself. But a couple weeks later, after they had auditioned everybody, Uh, the executive producer of NFL Network called me up and said, hey, Scott, we want to offer you the hosting role of NFL Red Zone. And, And the rest is history.
0: That's awesome. So it sounds like you knew, you knew when you got the gig that this is going to be something big and as big as it's become now.
1: 100%. 100%. 100%.
0: So you've been doing it now for eleven season, which is just crazy how fast time is flying. But yeah, yeah. Was, there, was there ever a point in the beginning where you went like, holy cow, this is too much, 10 games at once, touchdown after touchdown, too many people in my ears? Was there ever a point like that? It had to be stressful, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I sometimes refer to that as uh, riding the dragon. Like when, when the action it, it still happens to me today. In the early years, it happened where it was almost overwhelming. And depending on how a given Sunday afternoon plays out, it can happen to me today. Yeah. Where I, I don't get like flustered. You got to remain calm in those times. I always tell our staff we have to behave the way we demand our favorite football players behave mm-hmm. when you're down two touchdowns with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter and you got no timeouts left are you going to panic or do you want your favorite football players to bite down laser lock focus and say this ain't over we can overcome the challenge that's in front of us right now and so yeah when we've got eight games and six of them are one possession games and they're all with two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter and and three Super Bowl winning quarterbacks are trailing and have the football right around midfield, which one are you going to go to? Or which two are you going to put in a double box? Or which three are you going to go to in a triple box? It gets crazy and, and it feels almost overwhelming, but then that's exactly what we need to do. We need to perform the way we demand our favorite football players perform we want them to be excellent at the toughest most adverse times in their careers we should perform and behave in the same way
0: yep and as crazy as it is for you guys those are the best moments for us who watch red zone every single sunday totally totally <laughs> yeah 100 percent. you know scott you obviously have a whole staff who does red zone with you what exactly is the preparation like during the week as you get closer to sunday because i hear from play-by-play guys that tell me preparing for one game is a load how do you get prepared for all the games that you're going to have on a given sunday
1: so i liken it to this if you go back to your college days you may have had a professor that liked to give the final exam in essay form and a lot of times my college professors at syracuse university If they did an essay exam for the final exam, you'd go in on like Monday and they'd say, okay, the final exam's on Friday. It's an essay exam. It's going to examine everything that you've learned this whole semester. Here are a list of 10 essay questions. Three of them will be on the final exam. Well, which three do you study? If you're a diligent student, you study all 10 because what the professor is trying to do is trying to get you those 10 questions represent everything that you learn in a semester. But in a 90 minute final exam, you don't have time to do, you know, all of those. You got to de- designate that time, you know, wisely. So you study all 10 of them. And then when you show up on Friday, the three that, that uh, are on the exam, you're ready for them. Okay. Now, th- there's the analogy. How do we put that in football terms? On any given Sunday, I've got 11, 12, 13 games, roughly, that I'm dealing with. Which of those are going to have the fantastic finish? Which of those are going to have the last-second comeback? Which of those are going to have the incredible play or boneheaded coaching decision or whatever? You don't know. So which ones do you study? You study all 11, 12, or 13. And so my preparation, let's say middle of the season, my preparation is ongoing. Sunday night, I go home from red zone, I watch Sunday night football, and then I watch all the highlight shows. Mm -hmm. I watch NFL Network highlight shows, I watch ESPN highlight shows to see if we missed anything on red zone that, that happened on a Sunday. And usually I'm pretty gratified that I don't see too many highlights that we didn't already pass along to our audience. Then Monday, okay, all the coaches have their, their post news conferences and everything and injury updates, so I'm following those throughout the day. Monday night football happens, and then boom, that's the end of the week. So now we look ahead to the next week's games. On Tuesday... My research staff, or our research staff at NFL Network, they're they're awesome. They send me a a, a 100, 200-page packet on Tuesday night. And it recaps everything that happened in the week before, and it looks forward to anything that we think could happen the week to come. I start plowing through that. Wednesday is open locker room. Players' sound bites come out. Maybe somebody said something controversial or dramatic or whatever. That develops a storyline. Thursday, injury reports start coming. Friday, injury reports start coming. On Thursday and Friday, I like to create my own spreadsheets, by the way. I use my own staff that are just kind of cookie cutter week to week I use, but it helps me to fill up my tool belt with anything that that could be coming up Mm -hmm. in the week ahead. So it's hours and hours and hours on websites, watching TV shows, talking to our reporters that hopefully build me up with a, with a reservoir of knowledge that when the actuality happens on Sunday, I'm prepared to talk about it. So it's, it's kind of an endeavor.
0: Yeah. It's literally a grind. So what, what, it, what, it, what would be the morning routine on a Sunday itself? Cause people have to remember you're on the West coast. So games really start sure. at 11 AM by you. Are you a coffee? Oh, you're right. Sorry. 10 AM. You're right. Yep. So are you, are you a coffee guy? How does your day start on Sundays?
1: Yeah, so Sunday I wake up. I'm in Los Angeles. I wake up about uh, 5 a.m. I flip on NFL Network, start watching the pregame show. Uh, I jump in the shower. I'm not a coffee drinker. All I need to get going in the really? morning is a shower. Yep. I do not drink coffee, which is beneficial because, you know, coffee can go right through you from what I'm told from coffee drinkers. Which is true, And yes. bathroom breaks are, are a luxury on NFL <laughs> Red Zone that I, that I cannot afford. So I uh, take a shower go into the studio i like to be the first one in the studio i usually am maybe there's an engineer in there doing some wiring or something like that but i like to be the first one in the studio i set up my papers on my desk and then i go grab breakfast there's a chef at nfl network in our cafeteria that makes me the same dense protein salty breakfast so i can retain water i eat that a little after 6 a.m and uh then I cut off all foods, all liquids are cut off for the next probably 10 hours or so. The, the last three hours leading up to showtime and then all the way through the seven hours of showtime. Yeah, I don't eat or drink anything for like 11 hours probably uh, for the rest of the Sunday until I'm back on my free time after the show. Uh, then we have a production meeting about an, uh, what the production meeting is about two hours before the show. Production meeting lasts almost an hour we talk about all the staff talks about all of the storylines, milestones, matchups that we look forward to in the, in the games that day. And then we rehearse the opening of the show, the first on camera when you see me saying mm-hmm. hello to everybody. That's the only scripted part of the whole show. Yeah. The first two minutes of the show are usually scripted. I write a little something out to get everyone fired up for the day. Mm-hmm. And then when the first kickoff happens and I announce Seven hours of commercial-free football start now. We are rocking and rolling for for the seven straight hours. It's a fun, fun day. Exhausting, but fun.
0: Well, it it definitely sounds exhausting, Scott. You know, every Sunday on Red Zone is fun, but what was the craziest NFL Sunday you can remember from hosting the show all these years?
1: Oh, I mean, you know... I love touchdowns, right? Who doesn't love touchdowns? Who doesn't? Yeah. Everybody, everybody plays fantasy football, and whatnot. We yeah. show the touchdown total at the end of every show, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay? And we show the touchdown total when we get up in the seventies. We we are we are seeing some some scoring. Yeah, uh, we've been you know our lowest ever for a, for a week is usually we have one week maybe when there's a lot of buys or maybe it's Thanksgiving week where there's three games on Thursday we usually dip down once below 50 touchdowns, Mm -hmm. but usually we're in between 50 and 60 touchdowns, 50 to 65 touchdowns is about average. Then we go into the seventies every once in a while. And when we hit that, it just feels like every 10 minutes, there's a, there's a touchdown or every five minutes, there's a touchdown. And that that's a lot of fun because when I'm hosting the show, I picture people watching the show and they're playing fantasy football and maybe their fantasy football opponent for that week Mm. is sitting next to them on the couch, right? It's their buddy. It's their colleague from work. It's their brother. It's his Mm. sister, whoever. And every time we show a touchdown, it, it has the potential to impact someone's fantasy matchup that week. And I just picture people sitting there and just howling back and forth and trash talking and <laughs> lamenting and rejoicing and all the emotions that you go through playing fantasy football. So when you get up into the 70s in touchdowns, that just, that just magnifies that moment even more. So without naming one specific week where I said it was my favorite, any, any week, and we always have one or two every season, that hit up into the 70s is just that's that's that's
0: good stuff yeah that's red zone heaven basically when you hit the 70s yeah Yeah. you know i think 99 percent of fans love red zone they love scott hansen but there's always that you know one percent on twitter that goes oh my god scott go back to the browns game and it drives me nuts it drives me nuts when i see it can we settle it once and for all explain to people just how much is going on at once during the early windows especially
1: i'm glad you brought this up ari and and here's why everybody loves nfl red zone everybody i mean, we're 98% of people that i've ever heard from love nfl red zone but it's not perfect there is a negative to it and the negative is this we by doing our jobs well and i speak for my staff here, our staff, which is the best mm. staff in sports television for my money.
0: Amazing.
1: Uh, we have done a, a, a good enough job that we have spawned a generation of wannabe television executives. Everybody <laughs> thinks they are a TV producer when they're watching Red Zone. No, 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 not Dallas, Atlanta. Oh, no, why, why, why Green <laughs> Bay? Come on. Are you seeing what's going on down in Tampa? Oh, come on. You've already shown the Jets too much. Why not the Ravens? Everybody thinks they know where we yeah. should be at some given time. Because whatever, they're sitting there with their phone in their lap, and they've got Twitter up, and Twitter said something goes on, and they haven't seen it live on Red Zone, and, and, and they think we're going to forget about it or something like that. So so what I have to ask for to you, you and your audience, maybe not to you because it sounds like you're already good with it.
0: I'm all in, yeah
1: okay thank you to your audience who would gripe about what game we're on at any given time you have to trust us you uh, you are watching nfl red zone i am watching nine games at the same time so you might think you know where you're going i'm watching all of nine and and my producer and i are making value-based decisions moment by moment by moment virtually every 30 seconds we are making a value-based judgment based on who's playing, what's the score, what's the time on the clock, how many timeouts left, who has the football, are there playoff implications in this game, is there some crazy storyline that's happening right now at this game, what is what what are the other, fa- we, we are making value-based judgments based on multiple, multiple, multiple factors. And you can gripe and say, we don't know what we're doing, or you can trust us. I hope that we've, we've built up enough goodwill capital with our audience to be trusted to make the right decisions. Besides, if there's a touchdown, you know you're going to see it. Yeah. And if we weren't on it live, you're going to see it 15 seconds later. Just buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Is what I would I would implore your audience to do. So thank you for letting me get on that soapbox.
0: Yes, in eleven years you've never missed one touchdown. I know this for a fact. People say it's every touchdown from every game. Forget about that. You guys do more than that. Of course, it's oh, every totally, every, yeah. every big turnover, every big, big yep. play, every insane catch. Everything is on there. You can't miss yep. it doesn't matter yeah. you might miss it 10 seconds later you're, everything's gonna be fine yeah so you know l- let's wrap this up i usually do this quick five here so five okay. questions try to keep it yep. short if you want to expand on anything don't okay. worry about it go for it got it so i know you're a big fantasy guy you talked about it before who is your biggest fantasy sleeper for the 2020 season you're letting out a secret but
1: I, yeah i hope my my uh my colleagues who i play against aren't listening to this I like, and he's not a sleeper because people know about him, but I like DK Metcalf to be Mm -hmm. underdrafted. I think DK Metcalf's going to go in the third round in some drafts, maybe. People really like him might draft him second. I, I would not be surprised to see him be a first round pick two years from now. And that's when you want to get on a guy is, you know, before he becomes that breakout guy. So I, I like DK Metcalf. I mean, physicality, uh, route running was his question. Boom. He answered that. And he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the game to get him the ball.
0: hundred percent. Russell Wilson. He's the man. He's one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. What about um, your favorite player to watch growing up?
1: Hmm, hmm, good question. Okay. I'm an old man here. Okay. I'm 48 years old and I grew up in the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Billy Sims. When he came out of Oklahoma
0: a and was the name. number
1: one pick in the draft and used to get on the goal line, and you can go YouTube, Billy Sims over the top. He would dive over the top of the pile – like we've seen Walter Payton do, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson like to do it for a while. There aren't a lot of guys who do it nowadays, but he would take a handoff four yards in the backfield and go over the top. My brother and I used to set up our couch in our living room and run down the linoleum floor hallway, slipping in our socks and jump over the top of the couch landing on the cushions that we positioned on the ground and we called it billy sims over the top and we would play that game for an hour at a time just crashing all over the place i loved watching billy sims particularly at the goal line
0: i love billy sims what a throwback name what about yeah what about your answer cannot be the chiefs but make a prediction one team that we'll see a lot of in the red zone in 2020
1: Okay, come on. Then give me the Baltimore Ravens. I'll take the other Uh, (laughs) offense in the NFL these days. You're going to see Baltimore. You're going to see Kansas City. You are going to see Tampa Bay in the red zone a lot this year. Remember, Tampa Bay had a top four scoring offense last year. Yeah, with Jameis throwing thirty interceptions and having multiple fumbles. They had a top four scoring offense. If Brady cuts those turnovers down, which of course he's going to, maybe his touchdown total won't be up there with Jameis's, who had 33 last year. But let's just say Brady goes for 25 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be a very good offense this year.
0: You know, you bring up Tom Brady, and you've mentioned how Tom Brady watches the red zone when he's on a bye or on Mm -hmm. Thursday night or Monday night. Were you surprised when Tom left New England for for Tampa Bay? This is question number four.
1: Um, Look, and I never say never, man. If you would have told me Peyton Manning wouldn't finish his career as an Indianapolis Colt, if you would have told me Joe Montana wouldn't finish his career as a uh, San Francisco 49 or Jerry Rice or Emmitt Smith as a Dallas Cowboy, uh, you know, I've seen the NFL too much to know that you never say never. So no, I wasn't surprised. And I, I thought that either Belichick or Brady would want to prove that they could do it on their own. This year, they both get the chance.
0: Alrighty, last one here. I asked this question to almost all my guests. Which team for you is the up and coming team for you in the NFL?
1: I mean, a team that hasn't been there, like a, like a non-playoff team? or a...
0: Well, it could be a non-playoff team. It could be a playoff team that you think is the next step up
1: up and coming yeah.
0: um give some hope to some fans here
1: how about the buffalo bills okay buffalo has been now they touched into the play they had the playoff drought forever and they've touched into the playoffs now in the recent years but with brady out of the division and the new england patriots maybe suffering a little yeah. bit buffalo could break through and it wouldn't shock me tremendously to even see them contend for the division and maybe win the division title
0: (laughs) yep those fans will love that they made the playoffs last year but winning the division would be something else there in buffalo yeah before we wrap this up please give it to me scott could you say it seven hours of commercial (laughs) free football you got to do it here man
1: okay so all right i had a guy i live in los angeles i was at my local grocery store i pulled my car into the parking lot I uh, pop my trunk and I'm pulling out my, you know, bags, recyclable bags that I use. And I'm just getting ready to walk into the grocery store. I'm in the parking lot. Nice sunny day here in L.A. This is a a year or two ago. And I hear from like two or three cars over in the parking lot. Give it to me. Give it to me. It's a guy's voice. And I'm I'm like, what in the... (laughs) <laughs> I look over, he's making eye contact with me and, and it registered with me at that moment. He recognized me and he wanted me to do it. So I'm like, okay, I try and aim the please here. So Ari, for you and for your podcast listeners, seven hours of commercial free football start now and let's hope I'm saying that early September.
0: You're the man, Scott. I am hoping as well. We hear you say that September 13th, week one of the NFL season, and everything is back to normal. Make sure to follow Scott on Twitter. It is at Scott Hanson. Scott, I appreciate the time, man. Stay safe, and we're going to keep in touch.
1: Good to be with you, Ari. Take care, bud.
0: So there it is. That was Scott Hanson of the NFL Network and NFL Red Zone. Special thanks to him for hopping on the podcast this week. If you're a Red Zone watcher and hearing Scott's voice did not make you miss football, I don't really know what will. I just can't wait until week one with Red Zone on the screen. Still many questions to be answered until then, but as I said in the opening, we continue to get positive signs each and every day, so hopefully we will have everything back to normal. That wraps up this week's My Sports Update Football Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for downloading. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. All the support is greatly appreciated. I am your host, host Ari Marov I will be back for another episode next week with another special guest coming on the podcast until then so long I'll talk to y'all next week